Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the 6-1 IndieCast. My name is Mike Toundro. Tonight, I am joined by Matthew Wright. 147. Matt, hello. hello, Mike. We're getting there. Yeah. What are we We're doing almost... for 150? Are we going to catch them all? Are we going to catch all the other podcasts? I didn't know 150 was so close. Uh... I know, right? Three weeks. <laughs> so uh, we could probably predict what 150 would be because next week is next fest. Mm-hmm. And then, no, we can't. I never mind. I can't. Yeah, no, I I don't know what three weeks ahead brings you. (laughs) Dude, thank God. Thank God we can't do that. Because like between like PAX and just we were talking before we recorded, like personally, like moving and then going back Mm -hmm. home for a wedding and then SGF and how crazy SGF has been both like going in person, like covering it from Mm -hmm. home. I'm so happy we can't tell what the next few weeks are going to be. I know. (laughs) I'm very excited for Next Fest. Like I always love Next mm-hmm. Fest. Maybe like I can we make like a pinky promise right now? Like play the goddamn games, not last minute. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh when does it start? Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern is I believe 1 p.m. Eastern is okay. the kickoff, but Monday. Okay. Monday through Monday. And we're so, covering yeah. it next week. Yeah, unless we want to give ourselves the weekend to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be smart that we'd give us more time to do that rather than crunch through while work week. Or we could do a part one, part two. That's true. Yeah. Because there's a lot of games. We'll talk about it later, but like, yeah, support next fest. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this is just uh, I like that we just like don't give a shit about planning on the spot while we Mm -hmm. are actively recording. (laughs) People like seeing the sausage get made. Planning's they hard. Like, they like for these us. nubby little fingers, like, <laughs> you know? I don't know what that noise was. Planning <laughs> is. Do <laughs> you see Futurama's coming back soon? Like, in the, in the next month? Are you excited for it? Uh, kind of. I used to like Futurama when I was a kid. I never finished it. I did. And the last episode is good. Yeah, I've heard it, like, you know, I've always heard it ends well, like, on a good note. Like, a, mm-hmm. it's a proper finale. Yeah. And I know folks are not thrilled that it's coming back yeah because of that yeah that's that's kind of where i am like like i love the cast i love the jokes sure but after they did that when they got the chance to do a finale again and they did that finale it's like how are you doing more <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess we'll see i mean i yeah. like that it's like the original cast is back and stuff like that i i bet it's probably gonna be a one season thing right mm-hmm. like yeah i can't imagine they're gonna keep on keeping on mm-hmm. kind of like um Animaniacs that only did oh, one season yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was good. The revival. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-mm. I couldn't stand Pinky in the Brain when I was a kid. Fair. So I skipped Animaniacs. <laughs> That's fair. Freakazoid was my jam. Freakazoid's good. Tiny Two Adventures. Yes. Okay. Great fucking game. Mm-hmm. Oh, which one? Uh, what? Genesis, right? The OG. So. Super Nintendo, Genesis, and two on NES. I think mine was the Genesis that I'm thinking of. It's um, Buster's yes. Treasure Hunt or something. Maybe. I have that one. I, I, I think I have that for my kid copy. Like, it's complete in box. But Sick. I remember the Super Nintendo one being better. I rented that one like mm. six times. I'm trying to think because like... No, I must have played. I must have primarily played the Super Nintendo one because I distinctly remember like sitting up on my babysitter's couch and mm. playing it. My babysitter had 
the NES and SNES. I had the Genesis at home. Mm-hmm. I never owned the NES or SNES. Yeah, uh, Buster Bust Loose for the Super Nintendo. That game was awesome because there was yes. like a running mechanic in certain levels. And yes, I remember yeah. that. That's that's my jam. Yep, that's a good game. Remember, uh, remember the Gargoyles like remaster is is in the works. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, right. Can we? Can, are they doing more uh, cartoon? Because that's I fucking. I one day that's I something so. they should do. <laughs> they'll one day they'll do it. Remaster the cartoon on Blu-ray. Let's get that. We have and Batman on Blu-ray. Like, it's true. Come on. And then we're uh, we're one step closer from Street Sharks coming back. Oh my god, <laughs> let's fucking go. Uh, anyways, there's a lot to talk about. So enough yeah. about this nonsense. <laughs> Tonight we are going to talk about Return. We're going to talk about Fall of Porcupine and maybe Swishy Come Home, depending mm-hmm. on uh, Kelsey's uh, travels. Uh, but first, let me remind you that you are listening to the Six One IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and youtube.com slash 61indie. Supporters over on patreon.com slash 61indie could tune in live as we record it and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post-show. But if money is tight, no worries. You can still support us with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow at 61indie on Twitter and TikTok. Subscribe and hit the bell on youtube.com slash 61indie tell your friends all about us shout out to the pd fans supporting over on patreon kobe cortis jacob mccourt nicole humphrey play Jason, cole aka the good sir jessica sanchez jill Grote, and a very special shout out to the compound who has been supporting for about two months now hmm. but i my lazy ass never updated the doc so the compound tonight is our guest of honor yep <laughs> our esteemed guest of honor the compound Shout out to you. Did an interview during PAX East with these folks. Oh, fantastic human beings. Awesome. I don't know if the, it ever came out. There was a lot of tech issues, but mm. regardless, we know topic. about those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, housekeeping, in case you missed it, we gave ourselves a new uh, a fresh coat of paint for our half birthday. We'll call it. Uh, so the <laughs> website's all new. All the uh, the graphics are all new. And we got a new store over on 61indie.com, including there's very inexpensive things like stickers all the way up to uh the absurd death metal jacket that i <laughs> that i designed um i as soon as the, my paycheck hits next week mm-hmm. you bet your fucking ass i'm buying yep. that fucking stupid ass death metal jacket and i'll be the only <laughs> one that buys it uh the mini indie showcase is returning on august 31st 2023 submissions are now open until june 23rd so if you are an indie dev or you know an indie dev go on over to 61indie.com Click submit and uh yeah, super simple. Uh no gatekeeping, no fees, none of that nonsense. If you're an indie, if you got a game to show, we want to see it. Uh Summer Game Fest was last week. We have a whole bunch of reacts up, primarily from Kyle and Matt. Thank you, Kyle and Matt, for holding down the fort while I was getting a sunburn on my head. Mm. Uh so those are over on youtube.com slash six one indie. Last week's episode was our big like summer game fest kind of breakdown kind of thing. It was a I think two hours and twenty minutes of uh-huh. us talking about the highlights of all the showcases it was a lot we eventually got through it (laughs) and then uh finally uh youtube is lowering their requirements uh to become a youtube partner so hey if you're listening and you're not subscribed over on youtube.com slash 61 indie do us a huge favor subscribe hit the bell all that good stuff we we want to try to get better and and get on the fast track to uh becoming a partner and and start bringing some money in because 
all the support on Patreon, all the any ad stuff that we try to do, all that goes towards the mini indie showcase, making mm-hmm. it a really crazy show. Uh, so far, it's completely DIY. If, if you know, thankfully we have friends that hook us up a lot, but we want to try to compensate our friends more than just a lunch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, youtube.com slash six one indie. Hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, spread the word, all that good stuff. Yeah. Matt, shall we get into some news? Yes. A little bit of news. So we're in that SGF hangover right now. Um, thank God. I don't know if you, I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah, thank God indeed. There was uh, the Gorilla Collective uh, kind of extended showcase. There was um, Dames for Games, Black Voices mm-hmm. in Gaming, uh, mostly a lot of interviews, a lot of like things that we've seen before, but just a lot of like fantastic interviews. So mm-hmm. go seek those out. Uh, today, uh, Shack News had their E7 showcase, had a, a, some new looks at some new indie games. But I, I primarily want to highlight the Xbox extended showcase, hmm. um, which is always a really fascinating addition to their big show. And I like that they're starting to do this. Yeah. Um, what I specifically want to talk about is ID at Xbox. Uh, I'm going to take straight from Xbox wire. Uh, did you know Joe Scrabbles was now the EIC of Xbox wire? <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's wild. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Prepare to try alum and an IGN UK, uh, clown mm-hmm. in the most endearing way possible <laughs> joe i love you uh so id at xbox developer acceleration program shows off 11 games the acceleration program uh was announced earlier this year with a mission to empower underrepresented content uh sorry underrepresented creators with the resources and information needed to bring their creativity innovation and originality to xbox uh during the xbox games showcase extended xbox showed off 11 new games made in partnership with that program uh so we're gonna i want to go down the list because i think this is such a cool fucking program that xbox is doing the idea xbox team continues to kill it um and and like i think i sort of mentioned this on last week's episode i got to meet aaron greenberg and and chat with him for a little bit Mm -hmm. the passion behind the entire xbox team is is so authentic and so um um i don't know it's just like you really get like caught up in like how authentic they are as a game studio like they are like the most triple a of triple a but like they really give a shit about games and like things like this prove that mm-hmm. so it's cool um are you on the link by any the chance link well while you're clicking that i'll start reading <laughs> okay because <laughs> i was gonna have you do some reading uh-huh. so can, uh first up of the 11 games is botany manor it's, it's a game we've seen uh mm-hmm. multiple times uh botany manor is a puzzle game where you play as a retired botanist arabella green who has amassed a collection of seeds that produce long forgotten plants explore your house and gardens filled with her research to figure out the ideal habitat for of forgotten flora grow each plant to discover the mysterious qualities they hold good pick yeah this is a al ass game told her about it she's excited yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Kelsey joint as well. Um, obviously, also safe to say these are all like I, I think for most of these, we knew they're only coming to Steam. So obviously now mm-hmm. they are coming to Xbox, which is also very cool. Um, I think some of these are I think some of them are Game Pass joints as well. Anyway. Nice. But yeah. Um, also, if you go to this Xbox Wire article, there, there's like a Q&A um, mm-hmm. for each game. I, I'm, we're just going to describe each game just so you guys have an idea of what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> all right uh next one is yeah. chessarama we saw this before i can't remember which showcase 
Um, but Chessorama is a collection of original chess-inspired games all in one package. It reimagines chess rules and mechanics using many different themes from samurai to soccer or, you know, football, real football. Uh, players <laughs> will be able to choose from different minigames, play through the campaigns, unlock collectibles, and compete against each other on the leaderboard. The game is a love letter to chess and puzzle enthusiast of all levels. And yeah, I was excited when we saw this the first time and I can't wait for this game. Yeah. Um, we could be a little like we could open the door a little bit. Um, wasn't this a finalist for mini indie showcase? Isn't this the chess game? Was this the one we looked at? I don't know. The name sounds different, but like the game sounds the same. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know, but either way, it looks really cool. Um, I think I revealed on last week's podcast, I don't know how to play chess, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this seems really cool. I, I like that. Um, I like when devs put a spin on uh, like a classic game. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. I'll take the next one, which I'm very excited about. Drag Her. Drag Her is a fast, frenetic, and fundamentally fabulous fighting game featuring drag royalty. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> With an iconic cast of characters from Drag Race and Dragula universes, Drag Her gives you the core fighting game fantasy with an experience that is equal parts stupid and fun. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That's so sick. How, how has there not been like a... I, I'm sure there has been and it just hasn't gotten like the spotlight it deserves. Mm -hmm. But like, how's there not been like a drag race game or, or a drag focused yeah. indie? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I love that. It's a fucking fighting game. Seriously. <laughs> it's fucking great. I wonder. Uh, well, yeah. So it says like, iconic characters from the drag race. Is that like RuPaul's? It's a show? good question. Because I know it's RuPaul's Drag Race, but I don't, right. but I feel like they would have said RuPaul. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But super cool. Yeah, definitely on my radar now. Uh, that's uh, Q1 2024 is uh, nice. the release for that. Uh, I, I think that's the only thing that has a date at the moment. I'm just scrolling mm -hmm. back up. Yeah, um, at least on the Xbox page. We could be missing things, but uh, next one. Fuck yes. Take it yeah el paso elsewhere Woo! uh you should know it by now but if you don't it's a supernatural neo-noir shooter about fighting monsters in a dimension shifting motel so your ex doesn't end the world we've all been there in quote um this one does have a, a date window uh it says coming this fall to pc and xbox fuck yeah dude like strange scaffold and exalver over there fantastically talented and unhinged human beings <laughs> i love this team so fucking much and like it is really impressive how quickly they just knock out games i don't know how many teams they have and like mm -hmm. it seems like it's mostly exaliver doing it x doing it because like there was a uh the um, organ fuck what's the full name oh, of that oh, space yeah. organ warlord the, trader the connect i think game? i mixed up those words yeah yeah space warlord organ trader sounds right i think something <laughs> like that um they did uh El paso nightmare which was a prequel to this which mm -hmm. is really good um they just put out sunshine sunshine shuffle uh which i played a bit in la it's literally a narrative driven texas hold'em game which is Ooh. fucking great i can't wait to jump back more into it um what was our other big game? I forgot. Oh, they just announced 
a turn-based tactics game as well that I forgot the name of. I'm going to vamp for a second while I look this up. Um, yeah, I still need to play El Paso Nightmare. Um, this one's been a long time coming because we saw this the first time it was, was what, like two years ago? It was a while ago now. Yeah, uh, so I'm excited. This is finally coming out this fall. Um, it's it, it looks like it's also inspired by Max Payne a bit, um, which love Max Payne. Uh, so I can't wait to get my hands on this game. Sorry, it's not listed on the their Steam page for mm. upcoming. It is Teenage Demon Slayer Society. Oh, uh, which That's a title. is. It is bleedingcool.com loading. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the name inspires uh, thoughts of Persona. It kind of looks ish like mm-hmm. it. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find like the actual uh, turn based uh, character action title where you'll face off against a demon that you may or may not have a crush on. Teenage years, am I right? Uh, the game is currently slated to release sometime in 2024. Uh, Multiple play characters, fast-paced action tactics, uh, perfect for both turn-based veterans and people who just want to hit things. That's what it is. It's it's kind of like a mix between turn-based and like straight-up action games. Like it has like that DMC mm-hmm. uh, rating system, which is really cool for a tactics game. Like it, it, it kind of like tracks your combos and whatnot. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see more. Yeah. When when did when did hack and slash games be start getting called character action games because that this, that seemed to just happen overnight one day <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh oh well, it's kind of like i feel like it's a different spin on the mascot platformer so like something mm-hmm. that has somebody like dante or bayonetta mm-hmm. like yeah that is a named character in an action game versus something like uh something I just hit the or is hitting PlayStation plus like solstice. Mm-hmm. I I would call that a hack and slash. Okay. Cause that's not like a, I can't name you Mr. Solstice or Mr. Solstice. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the game's not called Dante may cry. No, I know, but I, I feel like devil may cry has a pedigree at this point where mm-hmm. like that, it, like Dante is a mascot. Yeah. That's, that's I'm just bullshitting the reason. Yeah. For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next up, we got Island Island of Winds, uh, which has a meaty description. Island Ooh. of Winds is an uh, Island of Winds is an adventure puzzle game set in an ethereal open world filled with creatures from the myths and les- legends of Icelandic folklore. Oh, I cannot say this name. Brenda. Okay, Journey has her on a quest to find her mentor. Oh, I thought you were going to chime in. Harmja. I don't know uh, that one. <laughs> fair. Uh, that will take her through an incredible landscapes that draw on Iceland's stunning natural beauty. Uh, these locations are, I'm just, it's fine. It's it's an adventure puzzle game <laughs> based on Icelandic folklore. Uh, it looks really pretty. This is uh, the mm-hmm. first one so far that I'm not familiar with. Oh, mm-hmm. Drag her I wasn't familiar with either, but this seems really cool. Yeah. Open world puzzle adventure. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Icelandic yeah. lore also just fucking dope. Yeah, I'm interested to learn how to say more names. <laughs> yeah, I'm too tired to uh, pronounce or attempt to pronounce the rest yeah. of the names in this description. I, yeah, That's I don't want to butcher up. things. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the devs. I'm fantastic human beings. I'm very excited for this. But when you give me lava of scroll, I'm sorry. 
and and joke joke la lagoon i'm too dumb i'm sorry i'm too american <laughs> i can't do it take the next one yeah next one we got jor-el's brother and the most important game of the galaxy uh which is a point and click adventure about an eight-year-old boy who lives with his eccentric family under the shadow of jor-el his handsome and popular brother it's based on the award-winning brazilian cartoon series jor-el's brother i've never it looks i have yeah i'm not familiar with this um looks interesting though it it looks looks very cartoon network grandma has a avocado (laughs) yeah (laughs) she would (laughs) looks fun yeah it looks like modern cartoon network like very Mm -hmm. um adventure time-esque maybe like a modern ed ed and eddies oh man right a little bit that uh that that duck that what is that (laughs) where do you see a duck what animal is that that the the central character there is holding an animal uh it's a bird it's it's swan adjacent <laughs> yeah looks very lifelike compared to everything else on that it looks like a swan with like the gullet of a chicken but the gullet is is its face is it don's <laughs> eyes <laughs> uh next one is 19 oh, sorry mexico 1921 a deep slumber mexico 1921 a deep slumber is an intriguing narrative adventure where you try to solve a hundred year old mystery who planned the assassination of president albero or oh, why am i getting all the names alvaro <laughs> uh yeah obregon obregon yeah you play as Juan, a photojournalist who will interview and photograph subjects, collect historical data, and report the news that will shape Mexican history. Join Juan in a post-revolutionary Mexico City to discover why Mexico ain't no place for the weak. Mm-hmm. The main goal of the game is to provide a deeply documentary experience by collaborating with the National Newspaper Library, uh, the Popular Arts Museum, and even the National Sound Library to allow interaction with real documents and objects from our past. This way, Mexico 1921, A Deep Slumber will work as an interactive archive of Mexican wow. history. That is so fucking cool. That's really cool. It is wild where we are with video games. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Jacob McCourt in, in chat. Gullets, you say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the gullets. Old gullet um, face. <laughs> that's so cool. What's um that's similar to uh the game that Austin reviewed last year. Is it Never Awake? Oh. Right? Where that yeah. is that's in the MoMA, I believe. It's in some uh, Manhattan museum currently, but it's it's great that like we're getting to the point of video games that are being like, obviously, I think it's starting to be like, you know, to people who are in the know, it's taken seriously as a, a true art form. But like, mm-hmm. I like that it's starting to break into the mainstream even more when it comes to the importance of like preservation and like narrative and history and and. and even biography at some point and mm-hmm. in some cases like it's it's really impressive what devs can do with the art form and um yeah this sounds fucking fascinating and honestly very important yeah yeah because obviously uh things disappear quite easily so it's cool to have just a yeah a documented thing as a an, an interactive documented thing mm-hmm. from such an important piece of history Something that's not really taught much in America, uh, North America, which it should be. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
So well, that's interesting. Were you a in school? Were you a history person? I my history her history was the fucking worst for me. I love history. Yeah, I just like not like I don't like history or anything. It just like that was always the subject I failed at. <laughs> it was yeah, it was the the easiest subject for me because it's just basically reading and testing what you read. <laughs> Fair. I don't have to do stupid freaking geometry math equations and <laughs> yeah stuff i right. don't use i don't use man it. remember like growing up they're like yeah you're gonna use it you're gonna have to use this you have to use it on your everyday <laughs> life blah, blah blah like motherfucker i'm writing about the spooky <laughs> games i'm yelling about indie games like if i developed <laughs> video games yeah i probably would oh, of course that. yeah yeah um but hey not not smart enough not there <laughs> I, I don't give a shit what X plus Y is. Fuck off. Anyways, yeah, give me the X. next game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next game is Nyad. Yeah. Uh, which we've seen this before as well. Uh, yes. It's a relaxing, minimalist, and colorful exploration adventure in which you flow down a mysterious river, interact with the fauna and flora to discover little secrets and reach the sea. A top-down journey through beautiful places such as a deep forest, a dark cave, a joyful creek. Where will you... What, where... Where you will be the guardian of the river. <laughs> where will you be? <laughs> where were you at 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday? <laughs> nope, it's Thursday. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyways, uh, <laughs> Nyad looks dope. It continues to look mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous and just really relaxing, really chill. Like, um, I, I again, like similarly to what we were saying earlier, like how we're surprised like there hasn't been like a mainstream drag game. I'm surprised there hasn't been a game yet where like the main mechanic is just laying on your back and flowing right. down a river. Isn't that just the best? Isn't yes. like just laying on your back in water the best? Yeah. <laughs> well, you just reminded me of uh, the, the the Connect uh, E3 showing where they're on the oh, uh, the what was it the inflatable raft going down and they're like trying to jump around. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this looks way better. <laughs> Connect was a, a wild thing, time, man. <laughs> Uh, Nyad uh, aiming for end of 2023. Really mm. can't wait for this one. Th- this I think we first learned about this or I, I first caught it on my radar like during lockdown, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm thrilled to see it getting like the recognition that it deserves and the support that it deserves. Definitely. Uh, next up is a game that we talked about on last week's show. Uh-huh. Psychroma. Psychroma is a narrative-driven side-scroller where you play as a digital medium, confront the past by piercing, nope, by piecing it together, uh, oh, piecing together the broken memories of a cybernetic house and exercise the ghosts in the machine. Looks trippy as fuck. Looks batshit crazy. It is a Mike and Matt game, and yes. I cannot wait. Ditto. Uh, apparently there is a demo out. Uh, Cole has touched it, but I want to go in completely blind uh once this game comes yeah out. let me see if i could pull up cole's quick fire thing if i could find it in the discord while Should i scroll the... and while i talk here it is uh narrative horror side scroller what the fuck moments mystery eight out of ten <laughs> dope thank you cole <laughs> appreciate it uh yeah i can't wait i got you. we gotta check this out this week for uh during next fest mm-hmm. give me the next one slime heroes is a co-op op- action RPG. <laughs> a lot of noises coming up. Ooh, ah. <laughs> uh, where you journey with your fellow slimes to save the ancient guardians from a mysterious corporation taking over the land. Oh, so it's uh, it's it's fern gully. 
uh, sure. explore a uh, whimsical, whimsical world filled with secret passageways, challenging puzzle dungeons, and forgotten treasures. Consume special gems and dynamic, dynamically <laughs> combine them to create <laughs> unique <laughs> magical skills. Uh. <laughs> it's only been 147 episodes. It's fine. I haven't drinking enough talk. water today, so it's like I, I'm almost done with this one, and I'm trying yeah, to save. Same, it. yeah. Like there's not much left in here, and it's like already my mouth is like getting dry. Big, so it's like big dry mouth today. Like it's words rough. are like stumbling <laughs> out. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've seen this before. It looks really cute, just like a mm-hmm. yeah co-op action RPG. Um, I, I think kind of that hack and slashy kind of combat system mm-hmm. with cute little slimes. There for it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would couch co-op this with Kelsey. Kelsey likes slimes. Slimes. Kelsey's a slime entrepreneur, mm. a slime enthusiast. I don't know why. I don't know what. Who, who doesn't love what a, good slime? a slime? What the hell is a slime entrepreneur? Never mind. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Sanzai is a mix between spectacle fighter and life sim RPG. Mm. You're dropped into the magical town of God again with the goddamn names. Kumotoshi. Kumotoshi. That wasn't that bad. Uh, a place full of people to meet uh, and deeper, darker secrets tied to the very nature of magical itself. Master new weapons and elements to fight off the corrupted outside the town and choose to build relationships with those who matter to become stronger. To unearth all these secrets, you must explore the interconnected world outside Kumatoshi and make unlikely allies. Uh, Sanzai's combat involves chaining combos of the weapons you collect, uh, having each their own unique moveset and elemental effects, but that is not the only tool in your arsenal. You have to access powerful spells and gear that synergizes with your attacks. You will need all the help you could get before facing off the power facing off the powerful yasha that you may come across sorry i fell apart there nope Uh, you're good (laughs) this reminds me a bit granted i don't know what it looks like in action uh but this reminds me a bit of oh my god it starts with a d and i'm obsessed with it uh dreamscaper oh yeah uh where yeah you like the life sim stuff affects your like the combat and the rpg Mm -hmm parts of things where like during like in dreamscaper during the day you are forming relationships and those relationships directly affect the dream world which that's where you get buffs and upgrade your weapons and so on and so forth so it seems like a similar concept which is a really interesting blend because like i feel like fighter and life sim are just like two completely different audiences but for whatever reason it just works so well together so yeah i'm excited to see more and like again i haven't seen this in action judging by the key art it looks pretty fascinating let's see sounds like on steam if steam decides to load <laughs> oh yeah it's beautiful oh my god it's like hand drawn like that kind of like sketchy Ooh. uh pencil drawing ui kind of looks persona-y hmm. oh yeah hell yeah looks awesome sweet I was also uh, looking up Yasha because I was pretty sure it means demon, but yes. Does it? Is that Inu Yasha? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah. Dog demon. Oh. Inu. Mm-hmm. That's why Shiba Inu. Dog demon? No, no, no. You, you know, like the, 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 oh, Inu. the breed. Inu is dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you were saying Shiba's were demons. demons. Yes. They are stubborn dogs. Yeah, apparently, like, yeah, they. <laughs> They can be pretty nasty, aside mm-hmm. from the one person they attach themselves to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game up on this list is Sopa. 
when Miho steps into the pantry to get a potato for his grandmother's <laughs> soup. Oh, we just saw this one. Uh, he's pulled into a distant fantastical land where he must oh, retrace yep. the steps of a mysterious great traveler before him. Um, he must venture through a world of endless deserts, floating mountains, and talking beasts, outsmarting thieves, and meeting quirky characters along the way. But each time he returns to the kitchen with an ingredient, things have changed in an unexpected way. Yeah, this looks really dope. Um, the Steam page or, or some of the some of the language that they're talking about that it's directly inspired by like Miyazaki and Coco mm-hmm. and the Little Prince, and yeah, it's gonna rip your fucking heart out probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was shown during the mix last year mm. uh, during the 10th anniversary. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, man. It looks yeah, really just cool. The, looks really special. Just the trailer we just saw was like tugging at the heartstrings when like uh, grandma was upset that you took so long. I was like, Oh God, don't, don't do yeah. bad things to grandma, man. <laughs> stoked. Uh, speaking of stoked. Yeah. So fucking happy. This was shown. Holy fucking shit. I can't wait for this game. Spirit swap. Lo-fi beats to match three, two. Spirit Swap, if you are somehow unfamiliar, (laughs) is an action puzzle game set in a lush narrative-driven world of witchy demons. Samar is a young witch working the spirit-swapping night shift in the eastern outskirts of Damascus. Uh, a recent spike in spirits crossing over from another dimension breaks the chill atmosphere of the night shift. So with her trusty familiar by her side, they must set off into the city to find out what's happened with a popular band scheduled to kick off their big comeback tour in Damascus. Samar needs to work quickly before the city is overrun with stands and spirits alike. Game continues to look fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Still slated for 2023. There is a brand new demo available, which we are, I will definitely be playing this week for next yeah. week's episode. Stoked. Also, just like two blatantly queer games on this list. Fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Great. You love to fucking see it. Absolutely. Uh, next one as well. Uh, can't wait for this one. Stray Gods, the role playing musical uh, is a first of its kind project with original, fully interactive musical numbers composed by Grammy nominated composer Austin Wintery. Tripod, which is uh, includes musicians Scott Egger, Stephen Gates, and Simon Hall, and Eurovision Australia's own Montague. Time Mountain? out. Mm. I got weirdly into Eurovision a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't didn't know if I listened to I, them. Yeah, I don't know who won, and I I didn't finish, but. Mm-hmm captivating mm. it is yo europeans y'all are wild i wish i could be like you <laughs> continue okay uh each player choice in game changes the story path and songs which include lyrics melodies instrumentation alongside beautifully hand illustrated graphics in a modern fantasy world college dropout grace is granted the power of a muse a power she'll need to need to use to find the truth behind her predecessor's death before time runs out you'll decide who grace allies with who she can trust and who may betray her in this beautifully hand illustrated role-playing musical or you're fully orchestrated and performed by an all-star cast you'll feel as though you're right there on the stage with thousands of potential variations based on your choices you'll craft the soundtrack to your own one-of-a-kind musical experience mike what's the vinyl look like for this god it's probably gonna be very expensive and so impressive Uh (laughs) like i would be so disappointed if it gets like the most basic basic like like, two lp or (laughs) 
like two LP standard black, like not even in gatefolds, like mm-hmm. not even 180. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it, I I being Austin, like obviously Austin gives a shit about his projects um mm-hmm. and puts a lot of love and care into his projects. And you'd imagine one of the big guys got the rights to it. I, I it's mm-hmm. probably gonna be an I am 8 bit project. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I am 8 bit and Austin Wintery don't miss. They they put out some some really pretty stuff, but yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be a quite the extravagant collection. Um, and obviously it's gonna be a a must because like so far, have you listened to any of the music so far? Only what we've seen on trailers. God, it's wild. I mean, like I bits and pieces of what I've heard. It's it's impressive. Mm-hmm. It sounds so cool. I'm such a sucker for musicals in general. I can't wait for this. Yeah. So yeah, those are the 11 games part of uh, the idea at Xbox. What is it? Accelerator program? Yeah, mm-hmm. Acceleration program. Uh, super great. Uh, such a wide and varied lineup. Uh, a little bit of everything. Some Something for everybody. Yeah. Um, fucked up that sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are somehow 40 minutes into this episode already. We still have <laughs> a lot to talk about. So we're going to kick it to an ad, and then we'll be right back with some review impressions. If you've gotten to this point of the 6-1 IndieCast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on patreon.com slash 6-1-Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the Mini Indie Showcase, a biannual indie game showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the scorpion king and and wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that anyways if you're able to and sincerely only if you're able to it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash 61 indie and we are back to the show matt let's talk about return yeah you played this it a as game well. what i was just saying you played it as well yes i have played it we both played it it's a mini indie showcase showcase alum from mm-hmm. March 2023. Uh, one of our it was like our near closer. It was like our second to last game. Right. Uh, when we talked about it on the post, show, I was like, yo, this, when this game comes out, it's going to take over my entire personality. Oh, well, it did. Yeah. What a wonderful tight, mm-hmm. like a quick tight experience. This game has been so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're unfamiliar, return. Uh, so this is, I'm just gonna take from the steam description, return to your home planet after 200 years of space travel in this atmospheric art driven adventure, shoot slash and roll your way through dangerous enemies and ancient bosses, purchase items and unlock powerful weapons and explore your unfamiliar home for parts to repair your ship. This is from dead unicorn, New York native. Fuck yeah. Dead unicorn. Matt, you reviewed this for the site. Yeah, I did. Your first, um, review in, uh, your first written review in a while. Congrats. A year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck yeah how do you feel and, uh, jumping back in the saddle good uh i was a little worried um i wasn't gonna be able to write too much about it because it is a tight experience but i, I think the review speaks for itself um yeah. since i've uh, finished the game and reviewed it there's also been an update that has added uh, new game plus which 
is essentially a hard mode. Um, so I'm actually really interested to jump back into there. But uh, before we talk about that, um, at what point did you figure out how to upgrade uh, your weapons? So I I figured it out when I played it for the mini indie showcase. Okay. But even back then, it took me until I died to the died to the first boss like three times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's I think like it to get like the critiques out of the way. There's not really a great onboarding. Right. Um, it doesn't so, yeah. hold your hand at all really no like like there's a good tutorial that goes mm-hmm. over the combat system itself and I, i'm really impressed with how thorough it is mm-hmm. um but yeah once you're through like the basic combats and the basic mechanics it doesn't tell you how to upgrade your weapons it doesn't tell you what a lot of the things are like i like i still don't fully understand what grimoire is and i know mm-hmm. like wreck i finally figured out is your currency right um but yeah it, it really uh it takes you a while to be like okay what the fuck is this also like the leveling system where you could select one mm-hmm. perk. Yep. Um, something I didn't figure out for a, a, a little bit until mm-hmm. I was like kind of messing around with it. I thought maybe you could choose more than one because of how some of the it, UI is. It's phrased weird. Like it says, like, yeah. do you want to put this in slot one? But there's never exactly. a slot two. But there's only, um, yeah, there's no slot. Maybe that's something that changed with the uh, new game plus. Um, but I agree with you there. Yeah. But aside from that, honestly, this might be my game of the year so far. It's good. Dude, like between atmosphere, art direction, like mm-hmm. the, the stylistic choices they make. A, a silhouette, yeah. The silhouette style. Yeah, it's very um it's hard, it's really hard to like describe, but it's really tonal in this in the sense that like each we'll call it biome. Each biome has like a, a primary color to it. So let's mm-hmm. say like the primary color is this like aqua blue. And then it's just shades of that aqua blue to represent different uh, depths of field, the contrast, the different characters. So like your character is stark black with a white helmet. Mm -hmm. And usually the enemies around you are like stark black with the color of the the biome, like for the eyes or like some distinctive features. Uh, Same with like the blood that like goes splatters around when you when you really get into the rhythm of the attacks. I think Um, all that's white as well. Um, Okay, all the foreground is just black and white. Yeah uh it's just it's really beautiful and really stark and like something that like we've seen games do it before but i think just with how detailed the environments Mm -hmm. are it's really impressive that like nothing gets lost like i've never looked at the screen i played it all on steam deck by the way like docked on steam Mm -hmm. deck um nothing ever like granted i was playing it on a 65 inch tv but nothing (laughs) ever got lost on screen like i never felt like i was missing anything or didn't know where something was like each collectible is distinctly shown like with a little shine on the screen so Mm -hmm. and and little ui elements pop up whenever you pass easily pass by something that is uh something i could collect or pick up um and 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 yet the the combat while like when I first started playing it, it didn't feel as responsive, but the game doesn't want you to button mash. Yeah. I think that's where that clicked for me where like, Oh yeah, no, I have to actually like be a little more methodical with my combos. Like if I'm, I can't just keep like spamming my sword and hope that will just like keep swinging. Like you have to time it. So like you could keep doing your combos mm-hmm. and like, just so you could lead into one after the other and you don't get caught essentially. Um, 
I, I, I really couldn't get enough of this game. I, I'm so happy that New Game Plus got added. I can't wait for the additional content. Um, I So far, I got all the achievements I can so far without New Game Plusing it because you... I'm surprised there hasn't there wasn't a new game plus straight from the get go because like there's no way I could upgrade all the weapons and collect all the weapons. Oh really? I w- I mean I spent a lot of money on ammo and mm-hmm. and and potions just for some of the bosses. There's um there's one room in the um oh I forget the enemy's name but the 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 building with the librarian. Um, okay. The floor under him. There's three of those like larger mechs. Yeah. And those dole out, I believe, like 240 uh, currency each. So you can just keep running back and forth, loading out, loading in. And that's where I spammed um, for a while. So I was able to upgrade everything. Um, Took maybe 30, 40 minutes to get enough currency. Okay. Yeah. I might, granted, I like, I I started on the flight to LA, but then, or the flight home to LA, but I was like, I can't fucking play video games on a flight. I'm going to, I'm going to restart it once I get home. So I played it between last night and tonight um so yeah, i might before i go into new game plus i might do that mm-hmm. just like grab everything first and then i'll jump back in one of the hidden achievements is beating the game on new game plus without dying Ooh. yeah which is possible but you, there yeah. are some cheap shots sometimes like the so, exploding yeah. enemies <laughs> yes some yeah 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 some, some of the of bosses the, they yeah the timing can get hard so yeah i i didn't realize how to upgrade my stuff until after i killed the goddess boss oh interesting so like, uh so it, i so the game is somewhat non-linear like mm-hmm. you can kind of approach things when and where you want to some extent so you went to i think it's it's the witch right that's her name the witch it's, something uh, to the left to the right it, oh, i went to the right so i first. yeah i uh i went left first because i knew the town like town quote unquote yeah, yeah was over there um but at the point i got to the goddess i had already killed some of the ones on the right too so i think i killed six bosses without realizing how to upgrade and the challenge was considerable <laughs> jesus yeah that's wild uh yeah after that like i had enough uh upgrade points to essentially just like go ham <laughs> jesus yeah i can't imagine that <laughs> it was it was yeah it was grueling but it was fun too like it felt like a like really hard souls experience just doing that um that's it would so i don't know if this was you that said it or harry that said it when he put the term in like the little blurb would you consider this a souls like because i wouldn't i would I, yeah. I think it's also in it's in one of the descriptions for the the game it might be on the hio page um just because you do have the health stamina uh bars um which are pretty exclusive to the like souls like you gotta manage your uh, stamina with the hitting and also the dodging yeah i think for me maybe i'll maybe i'll consider it souls light um Mm -hmm. where like you know you die it's not like you lose everything when you die yeah like it's pretty like the deaths are pretty forgiving although in new game plus mode there is that mechanic so like you can lose oh, currency upon death yeah. Ooh, okay interesting okay fair yeah so it's in a weird in between mm-hmm. but like i would say like if the soul's terminology scares you away like don't let it like no if you it's die forgiving you just, yeah it's very forgiving you die you don't lose anything you start right back at the room you just entered mm-hmm. so it's really really forgiving so you could just like 
you get you get hammered by a boss you die you respawn right back at the start of that door and you can like mess with your uh you know your loadout and like mm-hmm. your your items and weapons and stuff like that you can easily fast like once you unlock like the different towns and stuff you can easily fast travel back to buy new equipment buy more ammo you could grind for the mastery points which mm-hmm. you use to upgrade your weapons um so it's very forgiving in that in that sense and when yeah like i like you said in your review once you upgrade things it's it gets easier obviously yeah i mean, even though like the last boss which I'm assuming is the last boss for like granted you could take it non-linearly. My last boss was I forgot her name, but the woman with the giant fucking mace thing. The mace, not mace, um, not mace. The 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 chain with the ball and the oh, spiky oh, oh. ball. Um, and What's the um the junkyard. Yeah, the morning star. Morning, kind of a morning star, but like it's on a chain, right? Ah. <sighs> But yeah. yeah, she's protecting essentially like the mother. Yeah, Wait. which is like the narrative. Okay, yeah, thing, that's not the, the MacGuffin. Not the junkyard. That's the Yeah. Um ah, I forgot. Yeah, I, I believe that's yeah, I saved that one for last too. Yeah, me too. Um yeah, and unlocked like, it fairly early on, but I was like, this seems like an endgame boss. <laughs> yeah, you can unlock it pretty early because you get that um dog tag. Mm-hmm pretty early that has like the code to unlock things that too like you highlighted in the review like all the lore and like all the collectibles and stuff it's so fucking good yeah there's, like, I, don't, there's... I don't really want to spoil much about right. it but essentially the the setup is that you return to your home planet to mm-hmm. find that it's gone completely to shit off the walls <laughs> and um it's it's interestingly enough it's uh <laughs> kind of ai adjacent uh in, in some kind of things where like there there is this machine like this man-made mm-hmm. machine that went off the fucking rails essentially and started uh bringing things back to life <laughs> and just causing complete chaos that's not even the weirdest thing going on here <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like the yeah between like the lore the combat the aesthetic um just the the sense of reward when you finally take down a boss because like there's Mm no i love that there's no health bar for bosses yeah i love that it's just like oh is it one more hit one more hit one more hit yes okay cool (laughs) um easy my game either so far yeah i had a blast and uh can't wait to jump back in play that hard mode yeah yeah cannot recommend it enough it's available on steam um, I don't know if it's verified for deck or anything, but I, I played it completely ran on it, deck. No it issues. Yeah. Ran fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you also played it on deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It runs so smooth. It's, oh my God. This fucking game docked on a massive TV. Stunning. I bet. You, just have, to, you have to mess with the uh, aspect ratio a little bit because it defaults mm-hmm. at a somewhat low res. So just mm-hmm. pump that ba- baby up all the way and like, oh, it's great, <laughs> dude. Um, I'm going to give text i'm gonna give texty give a call text. jesus <laughs> uh van for a second i'm gonna see if she wants to talk about smushy okay um yeah not to spoil anything about return as uh, lore but while there's not a ton of it when you find the specific items and stuff like that and you see like sometimes there's like a page in a journal or you're reading um the grimoire which is like a bestiary um the lore from what little there is like it goes deep and there's a lot of things going on in this world. And I love it because it's like seven different kinds of post-apocalypse is going on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also like 
dude the creature design the boss mm-hmm. design like oh it's horrifying and disgusting in the best way possible yeah <laughs> God, it's so fucking good yeah i i like even after like beating all the bosses doing everything collecting all the grimoire all all that like doing i believe doing all the side quests mm-hmm. i just want to get back in i want to do what you said i want to go in that room and just grind away and then yep. get the rest of the weapons <laughs> in the other shops and and upgrade all the weapons and yeah whenever that new content gets added um because mm-hmm. i know jesse mentioned the developer dead unicorn mm-hmm. mentioned potentially new areas and like maybe some challenge room stuff and mm-hmm. um yeah i can't wait to jump back in yeah rad same. as fuck got uh, some so yeah. games to play through but uh yeah Excited yeah to go yeah back in there. i got a like um we finally got ourselves how do you pronounce it tartarus key is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it mm-hmm we finally got that we, that we need to jump into. I got um, decarnation. I think it's called. That oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I got to I got to get into it. I think that's what's next for me. Nice. Um, that's I did right start. Now. I did start Dardone, which until Kelsey texted me back, we could talk about really quick. Uh, Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. He writes in on the Patreon. Nope. On the Discord, <laughs> which you all <laughs> should join. Uh, Cole says, I've been playing through Dardone and praise Lilith. Is this game gorgeous? Harry was right. And we were all sleeping on it. it. Is my front runner for best looking game of 2023. What would be on your guys' short list for best looking slash art direction so far this year? That's uh this return. is an apt episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, return uh style out the wazoo. Um, another game we're gonna be discussing soon is also gorgeous to look at. Um just a fantastic year for great looking indie games of totally different styles. And yeah, uh, yeah. Is it Dordogne or Dodonia? Dordogne. Is do that the... Pull out, do I need to pull out Google? <laughs> the, the game I didn't think actually existed and was just an inside yeah. joke. <laughs> no, it exists, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, saw that screenshot uh, that Cole posted. And, holy dude, so shit. <laughs> I started it the other night before I jumped back into Return because I was just feeling a little more action-y. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through the first chapter I, I tweeted this out after I started playing it. I can't believe this is a video game that is playable and that exists. Yeah. It is like, that's not just the trailers. This is the fucking game in motion. And I cannot believe that this is a video game that you could play and interact with hands on. It is impressive. The tech behind this game. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine how arduous of a process it was to fit everything into there. Cause holy shit, dude. It is wild. It is gorgeous. And as a video game, as just like a. I don't mean to say it like this, but as like a standard adventure game, it's so fun. It's so mm-hmm. endearing. The I'm already in love with the characters. I know it's going to break my fucking heart at the end. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to like really uh, dig into it more this weekend. It's it's a great time. It's on Game Pass. So check it out. Is it on a PS5 as well? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I could look that up. Or. Dordogne. Dordogne. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's on Switch, at least. Okay. It, it, yeah, apparently it's on PlayStation. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's According old. to the Google. Yeah, Switch, PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Dope. Play it. Yeah, that's going to uh, be like a early August game for me, definitely. Kelsey never responded. So okay. Matt, tell me about Fall of Porcupine. Fall of Porcupine. 
So uh, a little, little about me a little bit. I work in the healthcare system, um, not in the medical field, um, but on the back end stuff. So this game hit a little differently for me um, from, from the first time we saw this because I wasn't working in this job uh, back then. But um, Yeah, so brief context really quickly. Mini Indie Showcase alum from the past mm-hmm. year. Friends of 6-1, Assemble Entertainment. Maria, shout out to you. Uh, Fall Porcupine is a unique story adventure. The collision of work and daily life, an exciting reflection of an unhealthy healthcare system. Experience the exciting story of Finley, cousin of Petey, and his friends <laughs> in a loving, lovingly illustrated world and uncover the darkest secrets of Porcupine and its residents. Matt, continue. Yeah, um, thank you, Mike. Um, absolutely, like the game is that balance between work life and personal life and what Finley goes through as a early on in the game, because he's just moved here fresh out of medical school, uh, moved to a new town because he could, um, he's not resident yet, but like work at a learning hospital. Um, It has like some of that, like uh, scrubs humor in there here and there. Um, But it's, I don't know the last time I've played an indie narrative game that's been so close to our own reality. Meanwhile, being like, you know, pretty further, further away with, with like anthropomorphic uh, animals and such. Um, And it's, it doesn't go out of its way to be like too animated. It's very like down to earth. Like this could be something that's happening to you and I like um, the game starts out with Finley uh, (laughs) accidentally hurting himself at the hospital right after starting. So he has to take a few days off and, you know, who wants to start a job and immediately uh, flounder and have to take time off is always like a, well, I started off on the wrong foot and it, that comes across with um, Finley's uh, boss, the the doctor that they're working under. And so continually Finley's trying to prove himself and you do get choices to responses. Like you can be a little more brash. You can, you know, definitely choose what you think they want to hear and try and win their respect. But outside of the hospital, you also have like, you got to go to the store. Uh, you have a friend, uh, Pina, Pina, if, if I'm pronouncing that right, there's no spoken word in the game, sure. um, who owns a garden store, uh, that actually gives you a flower, um, right after you moved into town and you go to the woods and there's a, um, the town has a very specific way that they memorialize their dead. And now I won't spoil it, but it's a very moving moment. Uh, when you're in these woods, like it kind of starts out like a little creepy and then it's just moving. Uh, I noted in the review um, that my favorite character is Irma, who is this uh, loving old turtle woman. And she tells uh, a few different stories through the times that you have to meet with her as a patient. And it goes to just like a almost like chalkboard, black and white uh, drawing storyboard. Um, the game gets you in the feels multiple different ways. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Sure. But I, I loved my entire time with this game. There's Amazing. light platforming in there. Um, but by and large, it's, like playing little mini games as you're working on patients. Uh, there's some f- fun, unique mini games as you're playing through a story like basketball. Uh, there's an RPG moment. Uh, <laughs> it's incredibly varied and yeah, just loved, loved it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've, I've 
we've had the keys for a while. I've, it's been loaded on the Steam Deck for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just like finding the right time to really because this is something I need to like sit down, take it all in, like mm-hmm. really enjoy it and really just pay attention to everything going around going on around me. Um, and yeah, it very much feels like that kind of experience. I'm glad this is not something I tried to start on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of, I did play this on Steam Deck. I had to fiddle around with um, compatibility options okay. to get it to load Good to and know. play well. And I did experience some glitches, and I can't speak to if that was from the game itself or from finagling, just getting it to run. Um, sure. But there were small UI things. It was nothing okay. game-breaking or anything like that. Fair. Yeah, I mean, it's a somewhat-ish common thing for non-verifiable mm-hmm. games. Like, sometimes it totally works smoothly. Sometimes there's a little little hiccup here and there. I've, I've only yeah. run into one game I can't get to play at all. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it's a um, PSN XBLA title from back when. It's uh, Well, no oh, shit. Was, um, <laughs> oh, oh uh, Renegades is in the title. But it's like a top-down, like... Um, desert strike jungle strike type okay. game uh vehicle combat yeah right. i can't remember the full title but i was like oh this has got to run on steam deck right nope <laughs> <laughs> well, cool yeah so uh your review by the time you're listening to this on monday when this podcast goes out everywhere your review is most likely on 620d.com yeah so go check it out yeah not to rush harry harry has a lot of stuff going on everyone's kind of crazy right now but it'll be on there soon enough yeah it'll be there soon (laughs) enough uh and yeah kelsey uh not around at the moment for smushy come home but she also reviewed that game she adored it um that is i'm she wants me to go over that one not harry so uh (laughs) maybe try to get that on the website uh friday so it's probably on the site as well so 6wayindy.com for that one uh but she'll probably be on next week to gush about it a little bit uh, before we get into this week in indie, I forgot something about the Xbox show. I wanted mm. to shout out uh, our friend Ryan and our friends at Super Rare Originals had a game during the Xbox uh, extended showcase. Go Mecha Ball. Mm. Go Mecha Ball uh, developed by Week. Nope. Whale Peak Games and Super Rare Originals uh, is an acrobatic action roguelite where you shoot, roll and boost your way through a futuristic wonderland in pursuit of of an ever more glitched out rogue AI augments your ball mechs and using an increasingly ludicrous arsenal of weapons, abilities and upgrades to shut the glitch portals. It looks bonkers. It looks fun. I tweeted at them earlier in the week. I was like, yo, where is this Iggy wrecking balls collab? Get it rolling my dude. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's very, it's capturing the spirit of Iggy wrecking wrecking ball. Uh And, uh, somebody has to, so super rare. Well, peak, bless you thank you for <laughs> your service <laughs> matt let's get into this weekend indy i will okay. i'll you want to take turns on this one i'll rattle the sure. first one off this is for the week of june 19th to june 23rd first up on tuesday june 20th the last hero of nostalgia the rise of evil dlc mm. i did not know this was coming uh it's hitting pc and all consoles uh with this dlc Last year, Nostalgia will be coming to PS4, 5, and uh, Switch. Uh, so the DLC, embark on a new adventure and delve deeper into the lands of Nostalgia with the arrival of the Rise of Evil DLC expansion. Go where the integrity of nostalgia, tradition, and progress converge, awaiting your heroism to mold the landscape anew. 
I really need to go back to this game. Um, is the PS4 or 5, is that new? That's new. So that is also coming out on June 20th. Okay. I Yep, I'm going to have to get it there. Get the yeah. trophies. Yeah. It's a good time, man. I just like something else came out and I just mm-hmm. kind of like it. It's one of those things. Of, I think like, this nothing, was a- ev- nothing ever just comes out like we, we, we don't yeah. have, you know, 400 games announced in the span of a weekend. <laughs> this is one of the things I remember specifically playing this when our old roommate had COVID. Mm-hmm. So we had to not be yep. in our apartment and I, we were staying at my mom's and it was just like it wasn't the I, most ideal situation to play a video game. Yeah, <laughs> like I brought the series. The Series S is before i had the steam deck series s is a great travel console mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit um man, it's a great time like before liza p i i called last year of nostalgia the best feeling mm-hmm. non from soft souls like it feels great it feels ve- like if you like dark souls you would like not last year of nostalgia and it does some really fun things with uh video game ip there's mm-hmm. like a lot of winks and nods and easter eggs that are really cheeky really fun really obvious at times um but it's a great time Hey, Nicole. Hello. Welcome. You're Hello. you're here for the end, but you're here for <laughs> Clocked Out, the exclusive post show for uh, patrons. Uh, yeah. So last year on Nostalgia, good time. Recommend it. I'm going to jump back into it one of these days. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that on PS5. I haven't played it since uh, our canceled or not canceled, but our <laughs> non postable uh, playthrough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Because, uh, yeah, I was trying to run the show during that. uh next on the list here uh rogue legacy 2 uh ps4 5 pc and all consoles rogue legacy 2 is what you get when you mashed rogue legacy and a sequel together every time you die your children will succeed you and each child is unique your daughter might be a colorblind archer and your son might be a pacifist thick chef either way one of them is getting conscripted uh so yeah it's on pc and the rest of the consoles already ps4 and ps5 is hitting june 20th it's a part of ps plus extra extra mm-hmm. uh so yeah check it out this is what this is something i've been holding on to for a long time i knew this was <laughs> happening on this day <laughs> uh just a little secret uh wednesday june 21st vr skater coming to psvr 2 it's currently in pc early access easy description a skateboarding game designed from the ground up for vr uh we talked about this over there uh on the last episode mm-hmm. this is just that really intricate and um really uh deep looking vr skateboarding game that uh i'm excited to get into one of these days yeah, yeah i want to make a, a pd deck yeah dude <laughs> uh next up uh thursday june 22nd uh we have dr fetus's mean meat machine let's go pc and all consoles uh help dr fetus create i almost said curate create the perfect <laughs> meat boy clone and a unique new twist on the tile matching puzzle genre in classic meat boy fashion an endless cavalcade i don't think i've ever said that word cavalcade no <laughs> yeah cavalcade of devious and deadly traps stand between you and victory in this hardcore puzzle game that will push your skills to a limit look i didn't go to college <laughs> I went to college, but I, clearly I went for music. <laughs> Did you see, uh, have you seen this game in action? Obviously this is the super meat boy spinoff that yeah. is in the same vein as mean bee machine. Hence mm-hmm. the name. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen it once. I, when I was looking into it a little more, um, it's mean bee machine, but it has the hazards of meat boy. Mm. Like, so there's like saw blades and stuff that you have to avoid when your tiles are going down. Looks fucking <laughs> great, dude awesome i i hope this one hits uh for us a lot more than uh forever, forever did but yeah same well you also weren't crazy about forever right 
I didn't touch it because what your reaction was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's a shame. Uh, We've talked about this before, but Harmony, The Fall of Reverie Mm. is coming to PC and Switch. Oh, no, sorry. It's already available on PC and Switch. That came on June 8th, but it's coming to PS5 and Xbox Series SNX on June 22nd. The fate of humanity is at stake. Use your gift of clairvoyance to see into the future and stop an apocalypse that threatens the balance between your world and the deities. Uh, This is a don't nod joint. Lena Rain composing. Uh, This is something Mm. I very much need to get to at some point this year. It's reviewing very well. People like it. So I decided to jump in. Uh, This next one I'm excited about. Oh, I know. That's why I put it on the list. (laughs) Uh, Mars first logistics uh, coming to PC and early access. Uh, Build physically simulated rovers and transport awkwardly shaped cargo across the surface of Mars. Earn funds, unlock new parts, and use your ingenuity to help the Martians establish a new home. Playable solo or an online co-op. I can't wait for this game. Uh, It looks (laughs) beautiful. It's cel-shaded. Just looks like a fun time. Yeah do a, a we'll do a video for it i'll sit and watch you make mars things yeah. it, it looks like uh cubics blocks sure yeah yeah <laughs> i'm glad they made a game for you mm-hmm. apico uh it came to pc and switch last year but it's finally coming to xbox consoles apico is a laid-back beekeeping sim about breeding collecting and conserving bees set in a series of lush environments apico uniquely combines resource gathering biology and beekeeping mini games taking ideas from a mix of real life and fantasy apiculture and floriculture mm. i've i haven't touched apico yet but i've heard nothing but good things and it just looks like such a delight every time i see it do you know if uh, any of the funds go directly to help bees or i believe so but i could be talking out of turn mm-hmm. there but i i know they're obviously passionate about that yeah um but i i believed in some way shape or form there is something like that yeah. even if play. not like teaching people about it like it's yeah it's, it's not, great not hard to buy some bees and help bring the bee population back up like, yeah they need our buy help. bees bee bees uh it's a white thorn yeah a white thorn games joint as well friends of ours white thorn rarely misses awesome and lastly on here friday june 23rd scott fold usurper uh i'm glad you had this one yeah (laughs) scott fold usurper uh pc in 2018 uh and it's now coming to all consoles uh usurper is a metroidvania action rpg with eldritch horrors having been unleashed by the outer worldly citadel your job is to rid london of its terrors Use the new guard system that rewards skillful play and accuracy to uncover the massive structure and defeat the nightmares lurking within. It's a sequel to 2016's Shrouded Insanity. I don't know if I've uh, heard of play that one. So Shrouded Insanity came to consoles over the holidays Hmm. and it looked intriguing, but I never pulled the trigger on it. Um, It seems like our kind of jam. And I'm surprised that, like, I, I didn't realize until today, I didn't realize Shrouded Insanity was a 2016 game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a side-scrolling Metrovania, um, it, it, like, somewhat pixely, um, kind of like mm-hmm. a Symphony of the Night looking, I would say. Yeah. This looks yeah, good. It looks, yeah, it looks interesting. Um, has good reviews on Steam, so. Only 450 people have reviewed this game. I need to check out the series. It's only yeah. five bucks, the first one. Yeah, it's only five bucks on Steam yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep worth checking out so yeah that's a if you're interested in that that is s-k-a-u-t-f-o-l-d mm-hmm. scout fold and the sequel is usurper, usurper. u-s-u-r-p-e-r 
R P E R. The first one is Shrouded Insanity. Shrouded Insanity is already on consoles. The second one is coming June 23rd. It's also Final Fantasy Day. So good luck to mm-hmm. Usurper. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just a PSA once again, as we said at the top of the show, Steam Next Fest is June 19th through June 22nd. Play the demos, shout the devs out on all social platforms, and most importantly, wish list the games. We cannot yes. stress that enough. Wish listing is vital to developers and upcoming projects. Um great analogy from Gerard the completionist who uh hmm. I, I watched that no clip video earlier. Yeah. Um wish listing a game on Steam is akin to liking a post, following somebody on social. Hmm. Like it it unfortunately numbers speak to those who mm-hmm. are important in in life yeah. um so if you wishlist the game that kind of like opens up doors for uh potential investors and publishers and stuff like that and uh it helps games rise the steam charts way more when they're ready to release so wishlisting is super simple you click a button done you get alerted whenever the game goes on sale yep. um both well when it goes on sale in terms of like the game launches and mm-hmm. whenever it goes on sale if you're waiting for a price shop if you can't jump on it right then um but yeah wishlisting is vital please please go support the devs uh, i believe it starts at 1 p.m eastern on june 19th there's usually a massive fucking list so uh yeah, yeah have fun play some demos our next episode is going to be next fest we'll call it next fest part one because right. i i think it's worth doing two episodes because we always try to cram too much in mm-hmm. um so yeah whatever you play uh join the discord if you go to six one indie.com scroll all the way down hit discord you jump in and uh tell us what you played and uh be a part of the conversation over there uh but yeah until next week thank you so much for listening you can follow us at six one indie on twitter uh tiktok i'm trying to get a little better on tiktok one of these days mm. it's a lot of energy um and uh yeah join the discord subscribe here on youtube.com slash 61 indie we're gonna try to get better with uh or try to catch up with some of these uh let's try videos and stuff like mm-hmm. that as well it's been a busy few months so thank you for bearing with us and uh yeah we'll catch you next week for episode 148 of the indie cast we're about to do the post show exclusively for patrons oh yeah. so we'll check you later goodbye Bye-bye.